0: Hi, everyone. This is Abhishek from ShakeTheCosmos.com. My guest today is Amrit Acharya. Amrit and I went in business school and he gave me some really sound advice uh, while we were on a trip to Israel on a bus. Uh, and I'm glad to be connecting again with him. Uh, Amrit has an amazing background. He spent several years at McKinsey. He's also the, He's now the co-founder and chief executive at Zetwork after uh, he moved to India. So I'm excited to talk with Amrit today and really learn more about his journey. So Amrit, thank you so much for making the time. Uh, no,
1: thanks a lot for having me. And um, I don't remember this advice I gave you on this bus, but hopefully <laughs> my memory at some point.
0: Oh, totally. Totally. Um, yeah, it was it was great. I I remember going through a time where I was really trying to figure out um what uh, what I was going to do the next summer. And you you gave me some advice there. Um you know, that that makes me think, you know, you've been on sort of a journey in the past 2-3 years yourself. Um so what's what's been taking place? Uh I would love to sort of catch up and um with you. Uh,
1: yeah, so the last couple of years have been pretty wild for me. Like, um, actually, till 2017, um, I was uh, in the US. Like, as uh, as you mentioned, we went to business school together. And after graduating in 2016, um, I took a job with McKinsey uh, in the US uh, in their Palo Alto office. And uh, post which, um, uh, I uh, spent some time in Australia. Uh, like uh, four or five months in Melbourne, uh, post which I decided to move back to India. This was January twenty eighteen. Um, you know, both uh, the, re- the the reason to move back was both personal and professional. Like I wanted to be closer to family and and didn't really see myself being at uh, McKinsey for too long, and uh, and um, um, wanted to explore um, um, entrepreneurial aspirations that I had for a long time. I came back to India in January 2018 Uh, for the first couple of months um, was, you know, actually just figuring it out. Like I literally decided me and my uh, then girlfriend, now wife, just decided to just overnight move back to India. We didn't really have a lot of thought uh, in terms of, you know, should we have a job in hand? Should we, uh, you know, uh, have everything crystal clear planned out? So it was a lot of uncertainty during those times uh but what we realized you know that uncertainty can be a friend it doesn't have to be like you know something very that you're afraid of and we really embrace that um but anyway came back to india in jan 2018 um ended up starting a company with my co-founder uh, Srinath and a bunch of other folks uh you know today we are in our third year that same year also got married in december of 2018 so we ended the year in a high um in uh, and um So, yeah, it was just a crazy year because three big things happened, like changed continents. Though I grew up in India, um, you know, moving back was an adjustment. It was not as seamless as I thought it would be. Ended up starting a company where we also raised capital. Uh, We ended up raising two rounds of capital. Uh, Our seed round and our series A both happened the same year. In fact, our series A happened one week before. um and um and uh ended up getting married in december right so uh just a crazy year uh, 2019 was again crazy but very different it was because we were growing our company so experienced um all those highs that you know we uh have heard about in entrepreneurial journeys where companies start small and becomes big
0: and i appreciate uh, that i mean just in terms of um how uncertainty can be your friend, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think when we were talking, you said you know it's sort of like a blink of an eye. It feels like that, um, I, you know. I can, and you know, you're, you know, we hear about this stuff in business school, but you're you're in the middle of it. You're doing it, um, and so you know, I feel like in some ways these are sort of hard decisions to make. Um, what kind of helped you? you know, let's, I'll just pick on something. One, like uh, moving to India, kind of really making that transition. Um, what was sort of, what was your logic and trans- thinking behind that?
1: Yeah. I mean, if I'm uh, totally honest, like, um, the move to India was, as I said, combination of personal and professional, like the trigger for, uh, for us, both of both me and Sharanya to move back was actually, I didn't get my H1B in the lottery. Right. And, um, and um, and that's why i ended up spending a few months in australia just trying to figure out what i really wanted to do and post which mckinsey kind of told me like look you can spend some time in australia you can spend some time in europe and then you know maybe we'll apply for your visa again and you can come back blah blah but um, uh, you know that was really a fork in the road for us like right? we just decided that you know we don't really want to um, be in a position where a lot of our life decisions get made on our behalf no if we were to not uh, worry about all of these um, externalities like what is the ideal decision that we, we would like to take
0: and wow, that's when... I, i'm just going to pick on that for a second so if we were not able to if we were not worrying, worrying about all these externalities what would our life look like uh, I, I appreciate that
1: yeah and it it basically came from that like one thing led to other and and then we realized that you know uh, you know, for, for example, for Sharanya, she, she did have her visa in the US. Uh, but for her, she realized that long term, she did want, uh, you know, um, her and me to be together in the same place. So when McKinsey transferred me to Australia, she actually moved with me. Um, and at that time, she was my girlfriend, we were not married. And you know, Indian society, you know, like the reactions we got from parents, like especially our parents, like, why are you leaving your job in the US to move with your boyfriend to a new continent? It was a little absurd. Uh, but that that helped us answer one piece of the puzzle. And right, and the next piece of the puzzle was, you know, what should we do? Where should we live for a career? Um, and and uh, you know, that's when we realized that, look, uh, you know, we do want to, both of us had, you know, slightly different ambitions than um then um what we were doing at that point in time like i loved my time at mckinsey but you know i didn't think it would be a long-term uh place where i you know uh built my career uh and i had uh, entrepreneurial aspirations so we decided to just take that leap of faith and move back
0: i i appreciate that and i mean just how um you know you're sort of you're doing thinking with with someone else as well you're kind of uh, doing it together with, uh, with your, with your spouse. So just in terms of how, um, yeah, I mean, I, that's just amazing. What, what, um, and, you know, McKinsey of course is there, um, and you're again moving continents, but like you're, I guess, how did you sort of process all this change as it was happening? Um, looking back, um, and you're saying, yeah, there's these external forces and I, I know what the family pressures can be like as well. So, um,
1: um, I mean, it's, there's a lot of nuances right? like literally when we moved back to India, um, and, um, I decided that, you know, I do want to explore this, um, opportunity to start a company. And uh, at the same time, our, you know, wedding dates were fixed, and my dad basically gave me an ultimatum. Right, look, I don't want to introduce you to my friends and family as unemployed. Right, so you, you have till <laughs> till September or October, and we are getting married in December to you know really figure it out. Now, but luckily, luckily is able to move forward faster than that, and um, and things things worked out. But yeah, the the pay, the elegant. It just uh, you know, yeah. there's so many so many things to consider.
0: Totally. I mean, and I just appreciate how you sort of, I, I love your model of how hey, there's external forces, and then also you're just kind of taking control of your journey um, on your own. Um, and I know we started talking about your startup at the same time, but that that must have been a little bit of a transition, just deciding to you know, take off from the corporate job and, you know, McKinsey's, you know, of course, a great company to a sort of a startup. Um, how was that transition?
1: Um, I
0: would say it, it was not,
1: um, like, while, while I did love my time at McKinsey, I didn't spend a lot of time there. Like, I was there for slightly over year, more than a year. And even then, when I was there at McKinsey, like, the gaps I felt in uh, just my professional aspirations were more about doing things. Like prior to business school, I spent four years at a, in a normal corporate job. In fact, my first two years out of undergrad, I was helping build a new factory uh, for the company I was working for. So I was really used to having a lot of like um, just... Uh, um, just what we call being an operator, and just being, you know, just doing things and 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 just seeing the results of you know the actions we take, which is something I guess I missed at McKinsey, like uh, because it, it's a very advisory type of work, like you uh, advise folks, and then you often don't see the results of that. Um, so for me, the transition, that transition was fairly comfortable. I guess the the things that I have been. Um, I I guess the things that have taken some more time to learn, but just how to be like a you know a chief executive of uh, not a ten percent company but like today we are two hundred percent company, right? And some of those things nobody really teaches you. Um, You learn it on your own. Uh, There are so many things which you never know are part of your job, but you discover that there's nobody else who can do that, Um, and then it kind of falls under your umbrella and your agenda. So some of those things have uh, Have been um, interesting, and especially because I had to learn it in a very short span of time. Um, we're barely two years old as a
0: company, and um, um, yeah, I mean, those were the main transition points. Yeah, um, I appreciate that. I mean, and how? I guess the the just the journey, and, and I mean, I'm guessing a lot of people end up in those types of shoes where you know they've started this startup, and now they're you know they've got to learn these new skills that. Um, and they're really accomplished people, but at the same time, what are, what are some other gaps? And um, I know you had to, for example, find a co-founder or somebody else. So like, how did you start to manage that situation?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, for me, the number one thing that, um, I mean, there are two things that are important for me, actually, when I was thinking about this whole idea of starting starting up one was of course i needed to like what i was trying to do it was not uh, a case of you know trying to f- force fit an idea and and will it to the world it should be it had to be something that i was fairly passionate about and the second thing was you know i needed to work with somebody i really deeply respected um, and uh, you know there are a lot of solo founders and i totally um like respect uh, that journey but I knew that that was not my journey. Like I knew I could not do this alone. And, uh, and hence when I actually moved back to India, one of the first people I reached out to was uh, Srinath, who is my co-founder today. Him and I actually went to undergrad together. We actually also had our first jobs together in the same company uh, after undergrad, this large company called ITC in India. And, um, and um, yeah, so we, we go back a long way. We knew each other personally, as well as professionally. And uh, both of us were at the interestingly at that same point in our, uh, in a professional career that both of us wanted to do something of our own. And, uh, and, uh, and we uh, talked to each other. T- and, uh, you know, it just seemed like a, such a great fit, like our, uh, our journey of being friends for a decade, you know, had a very logical conclusion where, you know, we became co founders together.
0: Wow. I mean, um, it almost, you know, the way you describe it, it feels like almost uh, like everything just kind of fell in place. Um, I mean, do you feel like luck, luck played a role here a little bit and some sort of synchronicity going on?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you can never discount any of those things. Like like, uh, you know, people, a lot, lot of other people who I grew up with, they're at very different places in their lives at this point in time. You know, they may not have been, some of them got married, some of them had kids, you know, and they may not have been in the right frame of mind to possibly start a company. But, you know, Srinath and I were exactly at the same stage of life. uh, And we wanted to do something together. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I actually didn't reach out to too many other folks. I got lucky that, you know, the first person I spoke to, um, it kind of... um, uh, there was a lot of momentum there
0: wow that's amazing um yeah i mean i appreciate that you sharing i mean uh, i can imagine um other people going through the similar journey trying to find a partner or somebody that they could they could trust and it sounds it sounds it sounds in sreenath uh that's you found a great co-founder there so um yeah. And, you know, you, you guys have been uh, in business now for two, three years, uh, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, Slightly over two years. Great. Great.
1: university uh, yeah, a month ago.
0: Nice. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, um, it's nice to see, you know, hear about your successes and what the startup is doing as well. So um, what's the what's the latest uh, going on with uh, Zetwork? at the moment. Uh, I know you guys just uh, um, received some new funding as well. So congratulations.
1: Thanks. Yeah, maybe like, um, maybe I'll spend a little bit of time talking about what we do. So we're basically trying to build a marketplace for custom manufacturing. So we connect um, on the demand side, uh, large enterprises, like these are companies like General Electric, Siemens, Uh, Etc. who are fundamentally manufacturing companies and we help them find small uh, small manufacturers uh, who can uh, build the products that they they, they require. And where we come in is we solve for that matchmaking element, we solve for pricing, and we solve for ultimately uh, the orders getting fulfilled on time. Um, As I said, we are slightly over two years old, uh, just did our series C actually and uh, raised cumulatively around 60 million of equity capital um, have a good bunch of folks on our cap table we have um, mostly Indian funds uh, Sequoia axel uh, Lightspeed um, um, K and green Oaks those are our investors and um, um, yeah we've been generally on a Pretty positively, grow uh, high growth trajectory. Like today, we work with around hundred plus companies, uh, mostly there in India. Though some part of our business is actually in the US. Uh, we have a, we have around ten com, ten customers in the in the US. Um, and um, and uh, you know what what excites us is um, this this is such a large unsolved problem, and um, and uh, there's very little technology at play today. And it almost feels like you know there is enough work to do for a decade, and uh, you know forget the economics of the company, but there is enough problems to be solved, and uh, and that's what uh, motivates us on a daily basis.
0: I appreciate that. Thanks for sharing a little bit about about the startup as well. Uh, kind of gives uh, folks some context. Um, for the awesome startup. Um, and yeah, it's, it's nice to see how, how it's, how fast it's growing. Um, all right. As we're wrapping up here, um, any, uh, last uh, shout outs or anything else you would like to add, um, as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I've been thinking about, um, you know, some of the conversations we've been having outside this site and, and I think like, um, the number one, uh, Top few takeaways that I've had. This is all looking back. Right? Some of these were not obvious to me when I was um, trying to make some of these decisions. But like what I realized was uh, the biggest thing that worked for both me and Sharanya is that we were able to come to a place where we were, we were able to move beyond uh, fear. Like a lot of times we get afraid of uh, situations we which we can't necessarily control, and and uh, and then we end up optimizing for something which, you know, we, in our heart, feel it's the wrong thing. Uh, it I, And I think it took us a lot of time to get that courage to, I guess, um, um, be more thoughtful about our lives, right? And I would say that's the number one thing which has worked well for us, like, you know, taking those calculated risks, um, thinking through, you know, where we would like to be in a year, five years from now, those are things that have you know really helped us uh, expand how we take decisions
0: i appreciate that i mean that fear of uh overcoming and just listening to that the voice in the heart uh i appreciate that um you know i i guess i wonder like looking back was was there somebody or something that stood out um That you did, or like a sort of a decision that you were like okay well this this is this is a shift or this is what is gonna help me overcome that fear, or is this just a lot of conversation that kind of led to it
1: yes, there were some triggers like when I didn't get my visa um x one b in the lottery, like um you know it did feel a little unfair, um or you know what have you like and uh, also, it felt like, you know, this was a situation where uh, I was relying on something outside my control to determine the course of my life. Uh, and I guess I don't want to be in that situation again. Like, would rather try and have as much control of
0: my life outcomes to the extent possible. I appreciate that. I mean, in my mind, the story I'm telling myself is a little bit also like how... Um, you overcame fear by also just telling yourself that, you know, controlling your own destiny um, and not letting external forces and that sort of insight came together. Um, I appreciate that. Um, all right. Well, uh, thanks so much, Amrit. I uh, appreciate you making the time and uh, for our first international podcast here.
1: All right. Thanks a lot and uh, take care.
0: Hey, everyone, thank you for listening. Please hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week.